Lafondra looking to get close side of Vaughn. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 Reading. Three points Reading. It turns out that the kids are all right. Reading win 1-0 against Cheltenham to get their first League One win of the season. I'm Alex and I've been joined today on the Elm Park Rules podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food by Dave Stevens at a very ungodly hour of the morning. Dave, thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? Uh, up with the larks, as they say, but uh, good good, good feeling uh, to have as you wake up. Uh, you weren't dreaming. Uh, Reading did win. Yeah. yeah, pinch yourself. It is the first league win since February. And it comes, Dave, really with a team which is completely unrecognisable to most Reading fans, I would say. Yesterday, we made seven changes from the weekend's lineup against Port Vale. And we said it on this podcast of the weekend that we, I mean, I said eight changes in my heart. And I'm genuinely stunned that Sellers, he had the he had the, the balls of steel, didn't he, yesterday to make that many changes. It was a statement lineup. It was indeed. I didn't know he was a listener of the podcast, but uh, cheers, Ruben. Um, glad you took the advice because it's exactly what you want to see after that. Um, I, I think it was most shocking to us because it's been so long since we've had a manager that will actually react to bad performances with action. Um, you could You could say... What was he supposed to do on Saturday? He played all the senior pros. We don't have many. He's just got to get them working, which I think is what we've heard for the last three years, roughly. Um, But he didn't. He was bold. He said, yeah, I've got this young set of players that have done it in the cup against Millwall. Maybe I'll lean on them, send a message to to the senior lads that you can't act the way that you did on Saturday. And, uh, well, look at the result. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the team yesterday, I think the average age was like 21 or something, and that includes a 35-year-old David Busted in goal. So it's got to be one of, one of our youngest ever teams. Um, obviously, with some of the senior players completely dropped out as well from the from the squad, it's going to be very interesting to see what that what happens going forward with Andy Carroll completely out of the squad, Tom Holmes completely out of the squad. Yeah, though, I'm on the bench, Hutchinson on the bench. Uh, Guinness Walker completely out of the squad. It was a real statement of uh, of intent from Sellers. It's like him basically saying, it's my way or the highway, get on board or get out, basically, which, as you say, it's been years since we've had a manager who put his foot down, essentially, and yep. won't tolerate crap. So, yeah, and and crap, and it's not not just uh, performance wise, but crap mentality, crap uh, application. You know, the, the, those that were left out were kind of no urgency when we were behind on Saturday, uh, kind of walking around with slumped shoulders and complaining to each other. It's more than just not winning. It's 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 the way that they approached it, and I think to have the strength to also say in his press conference all of the first team squad other than Smith and Ovi are fit it's my choice whether they're in the squad or not to say that publicly uh that sends an even bigger message so yeah this was intentional and I think it was uh, definitely the right thing to do 
Uh, it was very exciting, I've got to say. I saw the lineup after I, I came over to the, to the SCL, and it, it must have been. It's the first time I've seen a lineup in the last few years, and, and thought, "Wow, that is a that is a big change," and I'm genuinely really excited to see what happens. Um, so the, yeah, it was really really good to see. I think all these changes. It's going to be very interesting after yesterday to see kind of who who stays in the team going forward certainly but i can't really see a, a case for any of them to come straight out of the lineup at the minute dave no there, there was no one last night that you thought oh this was a risk that hasn't paid off um that there wasn't a, a player left out that you felt we were crying out for um i mean the it's a young team, so you know, was it absolutely perfect with with no problems at all? Well, no, but <laughs> you've seen the first team senior pros play lately. That that's uh, even even worse of the same situation. So you you look at how these players were approaching the game, going after every ball, uh, hassling. It's no fear, uh, isn't it? Basically, right? Yeah. Like they're playing with no they're fear, with comfort. Yeah. yeah, if they make a mistake, it doesn't matter. They're going to chase it down anyway and try and rectify yeah. it. And heads don't drop. It, yeah, and they play. And the main thing, I think, I mean, we discussed it on uh, Saturday, uh, some Saturday's podcast, me and Matt Lansley, about the fact that the system for sellers is it, that's the main thing: playing to the style that he wants to play, seeing driving runs, playing with a high press, which we saw last night picking the ball up in their final third and essentially not letting up, not letting the opposition really rest. And yeah. there was maybe an element of that for 15 minutes last night where I thought, oh, Chuckman might be on top here, but that was it. Other than that, yeah. it felt like Reading were the better side the entire night. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it's very funny that the supposedly unproven youth full side two games now where those are the two games where i haven't really felt too nervous about the result um we saw it against millwall and then we saw it last night that there weren't a lot of heart in mouth moments there weren't a lot of uh oh uh, we're under the cosh here there were you know a few spells where cheltenham put on a bit of a bit of pressure but they handled it. Um, blocking crosses, solid defensively. I mean, I presume we're going to devote, what, 20 minutes to talking about Nelson Abbey? Because that's what he deserves. Uh, it, it, he was brilliant last night. And yeah, it, it, it's it's refreshing to see after what we've been witnessing for so long. Yeah, let's, uh, let's actually touch on the game briefly. Um, and we can look at individual players as we go through. I'd say the first 10, 15 minutes, they were... Not necessarily dominated by Cheltenham, but certainly you could tell that there was a little bit of um, maybe nerves in the Reading side. It, it just felt like Cheltenham had a bit of experience, perhaps, which was showing through at that point. Uh, and Reading just needed a little bit of time to settle into the game. But it didn't really result in Cheltenham actually creating anything. I think the closest that they got during that time was a free kick, which just kind of flashed across the area. But... After that, it felt like Reading kind of just settled into the game a bit and they just needed a bit of time to, to calm themselves down. And once we got through that first 15 minutes or so, you saw Binden and Abby get their foot on the ball and just 
calm themselves and settle it, hold on to it, knock it between themselves for a couple of minutes. And, and all of a sudden, it was almost like a light switch clicked and Reading suddenly turned it on and looked exciting after that. Yeah, absolutely. I think for a start, it's the inverse of the the senior pros um, that we've seen. The, the two league games we've seen from them, 15 minutes where we look pretty good and we dominate and, and it looks like inevitable that we're going to get on top and then they fade. This was the inverse. Uh, 15 minutes where it's like finding their feet, kind of clicking, getting a, a feel for what Cheltenham are going to do and then settling as you say becoming more comfortable and and then that was it there was a lot of like that that high press we actually finally saw in in action uh effectively um defensively it the back four was solid but it wasn't just them it was those in front of them as well oftentimes for all Cheltenham's pressure it wasn't resulting in a in a shot on goal because we blocked it you know two steps before which I thought was very impressive and uh yeah, it's it, it certainly, you could tell the Cheltenham side had played together in that format um, before uh, a lot more than we had, but it, it didn't result in anything to be worried about. Yeah, I mean, the first moment of the game, really, uh, for Reading, Reading's point of view, was Matt, Matty Carson had a shot from 20, 25 yards, I think it was, and he hit it really well, to be fair, and it was kind of straight at the keeper. And at the top, it was straight-ish at the keeper, but uh, Salford makes a reasonably good save for it. And at the time, I didn't really click. And then this morning, when I watched the replay, I thought, actually, you know what that reminds me of? It, it really reminds me of um, uh, the Premier League season in 06-07, when Reading are playing Spurs and Shaw picks up the ball and makes a run from, I don't know, halfway line or something. This isn't, it's not exactly the same, but it, I, I remember one of the things from that game and afterwards about Shorey saying, oh, well, once I picked up the ball and had that shot, it felt like all of a sudden we realised, actually, hey, se wait a second, we can do it. And it felt very much similar yesterday with that shot from Carson. It was a case of, you know what, guys, actually, we're not, we're, no, we're, we're probably better than this side. Like, we don't have to yep. worry. And I felt like that shot was kind of the, the turning point yesterday um, for, for Reading to kind of get themselves on top. It was a good shot as well by Carson, who I think had a good game. Um, his yeah. crossing yesterday was really, really impressive. And the one thing which uh, we discussed after the game, obviously, was around Carson can block crosses. Yeah, imagine that. A left-back that stops balls into the box. It's uh, I didn't know you were allowed to do that. Apparently... Uh, the last three or four running left backs haven't got that memo, but uh, yeah, I think your point is is good on on it being a bit of a, a turning point because it it kind of spoke to the team as a whole last night, which was people took responsibility. Um, a, a lot of what we've seen the last few years is players not wanting to be the one to do something, like pass it off, like oh you go do it, you go do it. Our, our young left back looking around, not seeing an option for a pass, seeing an option for a shot and taking it. That that was what was exciting about that side last night. Everyone would look for an option. If there wasn't one on, they'd find another. And then if they had to do it themselves, they did it themselves. Uh, the mentality, again, is is what 
is so different last night. Yeah, you're right. Definitely one of the, the things that is is quite clear from last night is how happy all of the players were to be on the ball. None of them shied away from it. They all wanted the ball all the time. And it's refreshing to see from a, such a young team. And, I mean, I'm, I'm Googling here all of the players from last night as we're recording and just going through it. And I thought, oh, I wonder how old Matty Carstach is. 20. He's 20, and he's right. probably the fifth or sixth oldest starter last night for us. Um, Binden and Abby are both 19. It's it's honestly quite ridiculous how young last last night's team actually was. Um, we have one moment of youthful naivety, I think would be the best word for this, Dave, um, with... Tyler Binden's back pass. I, I mean, we're right at the other end of the stadium, so you can't necessarily tell whose kind of mix-up in communication this is. But Binden kind of knocks it back to David Button, and neither of them really know where the ball's going. And I think Reading get away with it slightly, just due to the fact that Binden's obviously not looked where he's playing it, and Button has no idea it's coming back to him, and it's gone out for yeah. the corner. That's probably the only moment of the game where I thought well, that was a bit. Um, that was a little bit risky, but other than that, yeah, it, it's kind of funny. You, you that, that moment was a little bit like, "Ooh, that doesn't look great." But essentially, Binden has assumed that Button is back in his goal and puts it back to him to like relieve pressure. Button has come out to collect the ball and kept coming, and then so the ball goes right past him, out for a corner. But you know. It, it feels like year old on his first league start, passing back to goalkeeper that joined us like a week ago. You can kind of see where it all came from. <laughs> a little bit of like communication. By this point, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it feels like that's one of the moments of the game where you look at um, that happening. And if this was a team which had played together for ten months, a year, two years, whatever you would be really quite frustrated at that. Whereas yesterday, it feels it's much easier to be quite forgiving and just be like, you know what, these things happen. As long as nothing bad comes of it, don't worry about yeah. it, just move on. And um, and to your point there, uh, it, it is the sort of thing that we've been watching from players that have played together for an entire season and, and everything else. And the difference again last night is that happened... It did go out for a corner, but the corner came to nothing. And then there were no more mistakes like that. They didn't repeat themselves. And the thing is, as well, the crowd were willing to back the team at that point, because I feel yep. like if that had been a, let's say, a Tom Holmes who did that yesterday, yep. you would have seen the crowd jump on it very quickly. Yep. Whereas yesterday it happened. And it was always a kind of like almost silent gasp from within the crowd. It didn't feel like everybody was suddenly going to jump on Tyler Binden's back for knocking the ball back for a corner. And yep. it, like people were behind the team. Yep. It, it definitely look- made, made made it uh, a lot nicer atmosphere that everyone was more supportive of these guys because it, it's not always the case that people can make that leap if it, as it were to say oh yeah this isn't the team that has been frustrating us for a year and a half it's it's young lads let's back them and and that was around the whole stadium last time 
Yeah, and I mean, the atmosphere really picked up at about 20 minutes in when we had a, a really good spell of pressure for four or five minutes. We, I think we had three or four corners. We had multiple whipped crosses in. Um, and it was one of those moments where you thought we could really do with like a six foot six striker who can head the ball well. And then I thought about it and thought, actually, I'm not sure that Carroll would have been in the box for any of these crosses anyway, so I'm not going to worry too much. However, that being said, there was a really good spell of pressure there. Um, a lot of crosses coming in from Kamara and Carson uh, and, and in Mengway actually were very, very strong at that point for three, four, five minutes in a row. And Cheltenham were penned in their own box. Yeah, it was one of those that we haven't seen for a while as well, where every time we, we did get a good cross into the box, if it was cleared, we picked it up and recycled it. And then right moments later, another one. As well, right? Yeah, just the pace of the play last night and, and the urgency was there. I know Sellers had mentioned he played the youth for their energy, but it, it, it's not just energy, it's the urgency. Um, as soon as the ball came out, it was, how do we get this back in to create another chance? Um, I thought Savage was very good with this last night as well. Um, I, I remember at one point, he got the ball and he was going to play a quick pass and then he, he clocked that the pass wasn't on anymore and he checked himself and looked for another option and he made the pass that then went to a Reading player and then it was a cross into the box. It was this kind of urgency without being a headless chicken. Uh, it was very good last night. Yeah, he, he has that spot just outside of the box, um, very much on lock. Yes. During like when we're when we're pressurizing uh, the opponent's goal, yesterday was a really like like you say that was a really good example of it. But he's he has that like area outside the box just completely locked down because as soon as the ball comes out, he's the one to control it, bring it down, and look out to wide again for an option straight away. Um, and as you say, the the speed at which he recycles the ball, and the vision that he's recycling it to the right wing back or the left wing back is giving us multiple opportunities within one spell of pressure rather than being one cross that's it and then it's cleared away for you know away for opposition piece of possession the only issue yep. we've got with those crosses obviously yesterday is i didn't i didn't necessarily feel like reading ever they never they never won a header in the box really yeah um i i can't say i've seen i know ebition scored a header against um Coventry away I think I think it was Coventry away can't, I can't remember exactly last season um but it would be good to see him just throw himself at a couple of more headers because it was that was one maybe the one thing that was lacking from that pressure was just just somebody trying to to win a header um I think Chelsea yep. really they won every single every single header in the box during that first half it didn't ever feel yeah, like they that the deliveries, those crosses. Yeah, the deliveries into the box were exactly what you wanted. Like the, they're not somewhere where the keeper's going to come and uh, claim it easily. Um, it it definitely was in the mix, as it were. But the the two centre backs they had, so they had it was at least one very uh, experienced centre back in Davies, and then the the other guy, I, I forget his name, but. You could tell that those two were solid ball-winning centre-backs that will, will head the ball away. And I think 
Kelvin need needed a bit more application, shall we say? Like just throw himself at it, just batter on it, and 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 just learn that side of his game. Um, to be fair to him, we've put about three crosses into him in his entire running career prior to last night. So uh, we definitely, you would hope that he's going to get the flight of the ball and he's he's going to work on that. But uh, yeah, the deliveries themselves were there. That being said, when it comes in low to his feet, I'm I'm excited. But yeah, it, the weak the weakest part of his game at the minute is probably in the air. I would say, yeah. Um, if he's able to work on that, he, we've got quite quite the striker there on our hands potentially. We we do get the breakthrough, Dave, after half an hour, and this is probably a goal which you just would not have seen from Reading in the last three or four years, really. Uh, Caelan Vickers picks the ball up and and just essentially runs at the centre-backs and that's it. He runs at the centre-backs um, after after a pass sets him uh, sets him through. Caelan Vickers runs at the centre-backs from 25 yards. He gets to the edge of the air and he tries to play in Harvey Nibs with kind of a chipped through ball. And Will Ferry, the Cheltenham defender, he tries to stick a leg out at it and Reading finally get a little bit of luck, really. I would say it like the goal was deserved, but let's be honest, the finish was a little bit fortunate having seen, having seen it back. Um, it's actually a very good finish by Will Ferry into the, uh, into the, into the back of the net past Luke Southwood. It is indeed. Um, yeah. I mean, it's exactly what you want. Confuses the keeper, sends him the wrong way as a striker. It's exactly what you want. Uh, unfortunately it was, it was Will Ferry doing it, but the, uh, the thing about Vickers that I really am enjoying is, Every time he, I've seen him, uh, which is a grand total of two games, he wants the ball. And when he gets the ball, he immediately drives towards goal. He's happy dribbling. He's happy taking a man on. If the man that he's taken on gets a foot in there and it bobbles up, he's hassling close. So it like might bounce back to him and he picks it up again. He's just got that drive where he will go straight at the defender and they don't like it no. <laughs> you can see them like they, they start to panic a little bit because he's he's relentless he it's, just comes at them again and again it's the combination i think of, of both a little bit of it's not i don't think he's got like blistering pace he hasn't got pace for like it's not going to rip past the player but he's got he's got pace on the ball yeah combined with some technical ability so he, he it's got to scare a defender when you've got somebody who is quite happy to run full pelt at you with the ball at their feet and it doesn't look like they're just going to kick the ball 15 yards in front of them and try and run past you because you don't know what they're going to do with the ball at their feet. Yeah, he keeps it close to himself and uh, he's got a pretty pretty good balance, low centre of gravity, all of that good stuff. And then he's also young and fit so he did this for the entire game 99 minutes if you include stoppage time um and he was still doing that right at the end uh which is can you imagine that like you're a 35 38 39 year old defender and you're gonna you've be got done 99 you by the minutes exactly. yeah. gonna, I, I bet they're in the ice bath this morning put it this 18 way. this 18 year old kid's been running at you for 90 minutes you're just fed up a bit by the end aren't you let's be honest um, I think we could have scored again as well, Dave, before half time, but for a really great save by Luke Southwood. And I mean, this is probably this is I think this save stops the game from turning into a little bit of a one sided 
three or four nil game potentially because um the ball from the ball gets played through and and Vickers plays Kelvin Ebishman in. Uh, uh sorry, other way around. Kelvin plays Vickers in with a not great pass through to Vickers, but Vickers manages to cut it back onto his right foot. And Ebishman has actually put himself into a lot of space inside the area. Um Vickers is is kind of on the edge of the box. He's beaten the defender. And you think if, if he plays in Ebishman here, Ebishman's got a free shot on goal. Uh, Vickers manages to beat the defender and then take it on himself from probably 16 yards or so on his right foot. He's hit it towards the bottom left, but yeah, Southwood's bottom left um, hand corner of the goal. And Southwood has pulled off a, a really kind of fingertip save. And I can't decide whether this is a just a good save that has kept it out or whether Vickers has maybe just played the selfish decision and, and gone for goal there rather than playing in Ian Bishman who has a better chance on goal. Either way, yeah. it was a very exciting move um, and only really kept out by Southwood. Uh, so, like, I'm not too worried if it is a bit of selfish because I think it's quite good to have a striker who wants to shoot because for how long have we been watching Reading now over the last few years? And it's always felt like, why are, like, have a go, shoot, you're in the box, have shoot, shoot, please shoot. And we've got, you look at games and you're like, oh, we've had two shots on target today. Yeah. That's, that's not great. And then yesterday it was like, oh, we're just picking shots off left, right and centre. And so I'm not too worried, actually, now I think about it, that it, it feels like a little bit of a kind of a selfish striker move because that's almost what you want your strikers to be, I think. A striker should be selfish. Yeah, it, it it's something where, you know, you do watch that back and you're like, ah, if he'd have just laid that off, he actually had two options because Nibs was running in as well. So you, you could have laid that off and two have a better percentage chance of, of scoring. But, you know, you look back at some of our best strikers over the years, um, the one that stands out most is, you know, Nicky Forster, was a selfish striker and that's why he got he so many goals so, yeah he, he wouldn't have laid it off there's no way and okay last night he lays it off that's 2-0 uh almost guaranteed unless you know a terrible miss occurs um but it was a good save from southward so it wasn't like he was selfish and then hit it straight at the keeper who gathered easily like it pulled off a, a pretty good save and that I know Southwood's left us and he's gone to Cheltenham and, and a lot of fans don't like when players leave us. But I, I do think it's worth a mention for him last night. He had a very good game. Uh, like I said, I think, he, I think the score was kept down from being potentially 3-0, yeah. Yeah, 4-0 potentially because of yeah. the fact that Southwood had a good game. I think he made two or three really like key stops yesterday. I think yeah. he had quite a good game. It was... It was difficult to criticise them, even though they've lost 1-0, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the one that went in, nothing he could do. The way that ball looped over him, he, he would have to be Superman to get to that. And uh, everything else he did well. So and I, I know we're not here to praise opposition players, but I'll uh, I'll make the exception because he, he did come through our, our system. Let's talk about the second half. Um, I think the second half was a bit more even. Dave, the, especially the first 20 minutes of the second half or so, 
Um, and actually, even is maybe giving Reading a bit too much credit because I think Cheltenham were probably on top for the first 20 minutes. It, it, it felt nervy, uh, even for the kind of five or 10 minutes after Reading made subs and brought on some of their senior players, which looks like a planned substitution because it happened at the one hour mark exactly. Those three players must have been told, you're going to get one hour, do what you can do, and then we're going to bring on these guys. Um, but it felt like Cheltenham were on the ascendancy without necessarily ever really creating. Yeah. Definitely definitely felt like, you know, whatever they'd looked at at halftime, they, they'd worked out what they needed to do to try and get back into it. Um, I think, I mean, you know, watching Reading is nervy, uh, regardless of what happens uh, lately. Uh, so it, it was a little bit, concerning shall we say that, that that they were starting to get back into it but again I didn't really have a moment where I was scared that we were just barely holding on or anything like we we still weren't conceding high quality chances that there weren't any really close attempts from Cheltenham that I thought we got away with I think the team was still handling it reasonably well but yeah those substitutions I do think they helped. I I was so excited with the team from the first half that uh, I wasn't really keen to see it changed, but they did make a difference. So yeah, it, it seemed all planned out and and uh, I think it calmed. Uh, I do think it calmed everything down a little bit. It took them. It took five minutes or so for the substitutions to kind of make any any impact necessarily, but I do think it just it just slowed the game down a little bit and it, it felt like Cheltenham kind of just ran out of they ran out of puff a little bit. The they put yeah. they, they they kind of put everything on the line for 15, 20 minutes and nothing really happened. The only thing which I can really remember happening in that second half where Cheltenham came close was kind of across I think it might have even been deflected um and it was kind of a looped ball into the box and it looks like it's gonna fall over David Button's head and you had that horrific moment there where I thought, oh, this is going to be exactly like it was on Saturday, where it's going to go over David Buffett's head and end up in the back back post uh, in the net. But thankfully, he does manage to kind of like get to it and push it over the bar. And I yeah. think that was really the only chance that I can remember Cheltenham having. I don't remember having a, them having an actual shot on goal during all of this pressure. Um, no. And then I think once we get to 70-ish minutes, as you said, I think the subs did help uh, having having um, having Yedem on, having McIntyre on, that did calm the game down slightly um, and just give us a little bit more kind of control on the ball again. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It that that was the kind of time period where it went into a mode of settle the game down and and see it out. Um, we were still creating chances of our own, not at the same pace that we were prior um but yeah it definitely took a little bit of the sting out of what Cheltenham were doing uh, up until that point and uh yeah just became a quite a quite a confident uh end to the game I thought yeah I think there was a there was a point once we made our final substitutions I think it was um Hutchinson and Tuma who came on for the final 10 minutes or so and all of a sudden, the, the game very much swung back in the favour of Reading um, yep. because Reading were able to get down that left-hand side basically every, whenever they wanted with Kamara. 
um, and with Tuma like bombing forwards every single time the ball yeah. went anywhere near him. The guy's pace is ridiculous, by the way. He's got yeah. like you could. I, I know everybody has said it before, but like you saw it yesterday when he came on, it was like, oh, he's so much quicker than some of these guys in, in the Cheltenham team. It's just not even funny. Um, yeah. But I, I think he came on, and, and the game just kind of it just opened back up again for Reading. And although they didn't create a whole ton of chances, I think he had one. Aziz had a shot, which at the time I thought you should have done better there. But having watched the replay, I think he's at a much tighter angle than um, than I gave him credit for yesterday night. And Southwood makes a reasonably good save at the near post. Outside that, yeah. Redden don't create like a load of chances, but they do. They're getting into the right positions. They're, you know, they're pushing forwards. Um, and, I, and Redden kind of just see the game out, even though there's nine minutes of injury time. They don't, again, as we said, they don't ever look like they were under really any threat during that time. And no. the game kind of just peters out is the wrong word, but Reading just see it out comfortably, I think. And um, I mean, let's discuss Dave, some of the players from last night and hit just who do you want to pick out in terms of like giving special praise for last night? I think first place I'd go is um, our centre-back pairing, two 19-year-olds, one of which was captain on the night. Uh, Abby and Binden, you would never believe that's the first time that pairing has started in the league next to each other and that they were 19 years old. Calm, confident, assured, yes, Binden had that one miscommunication with Button, but it was a miscommunication. It wasn't a screw-up. Um, comfortable on the ball, not troubled by the the Cheltenham front line at all uh the strength and the pace that abby showed last night was outrageous he's it, got confidence it, he's got yeah. confidence for days doesn't he like you'll yeah. see a you'll see a cheltenham player running towards the ball last night and abby might be two yards behind him but he he has confidence that he's going to get the ball first he doesn't yeah. he doesn't shy away from it he's just he goes in with the attitude of, you know what, I'm getting here to the ball first, whether you like it or not, and just puts himself in the way. And yeah. um, I mean, what really came across to me again, and it was very similar to at Millwall with Abby, is he's a leader in defence. Yeah. He leads the defence. He doesn't. He's not in the defence. He's the leader of the defence. He moves yes. the defence around. He moved Binden around to say, you need to move forwards. You need to come back. Go right. Go left. Come with me. Don't go with me. Um, and he did the same with Mbengue, he did the same with Carson. Yep. And it feels like he's a defender who not only is wanting to defend, but actively making others better around him by being there. Yeah, and and putting balls forward as well. Like Oftentimes he would start moves as well. And something I noticed from both him and Binden last night is they would almost introduce little breathers in the game when it would come back to them. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll just wait. They're like, okay, I'm not being pressured. There isn't a good pass on. I'm going to wait for a minute. And he just felt felt the energy drop a little bit and, and, and calm and everything else. And then they'll wait and they'll find the right ball and then they'll make that ball and they'll probably complete the pass. And I think that uh, just that, 
understanding of the game, like the reading of the whole situation was, again, far beyond their years. Really impressive. I'm going to throw in a, uh, a big, you know, two, Tyler Binden two thumbs up for, um, yeah. for Mamadi Kamara yesterday as well, who I think was really good. Um, and I think, let's be honest here, probably more effective than Ben Aziz has been uh, this season so far. I think Kamara probably has that spot locked down as long as you know his performance continue at that level his crossing is very good he's happy to run at a man and beat a man and i mean he just he looks like a player who's going to create and looks exciting when he's on the ball um and yes. the last 10 minutes as i was saying a, a little bit ago all of our attacks in the last 10 minutes were coming down the left hand side everything yes um, and it was yep. it was once he switched over to the left hand side, that that was where the attacks were coming from in that final ten minutes. So you know, yep. big um, big credit to to Kamari yesterday because I was very impressed by him. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll pick out one other player. I was I mean we discussed him earlier, but Carson was you know really good. And yes. I know people have been saying we should sign a left back. We should sign a left back. Carson last year didn't really obviously ever get involved with the first team. Uh, and he signed, I want to say he signed from um, Port Vale or Atkinson Stanley. Atkinson Stanley's youth team last year. He never he never played for them, but he signed from them um, from, from their under 21s team. And it, it, it's one of these things, Dave, where you look at it and you think, not, I don't really know why he was never really involved last year. Like, what was the reasoning behind him sitting behind Fabrahman last year? Not really sure. Because looking at him yesterday, he's got a good cross. He can defend relatively well. And this isn't like a one-off game because he did it against Millwall as well. He can defend relatively well. He blocks crosses. I don't really know what else you are desperately looking for in a left-back. So maybe it's not like a position of need right now. It's a... It's one of those ones where you can say, well, we've got two left backs who kind of could do it at this level. And yep. yes, they're both young and yes, they're not necessarily experienced, but is it okay to kind of maybe just give them a go? Yeah, I mean, left back is a position that half the teams in the league last year were desperately trying to fill. And I, I can't imagine that this league is any different, that there's just a, a, a ton of left-backs experienced and ready to go out there. Um, but Carson, to me, looks like he's got the ability at this level to do what we need him to do. And, I mean, like you say, what's what's missing there? I Okay, experience. Okay, cool, brilliant. Uh, doesn't have experience. That hasn't really You're only getting experience with playing. So, yeah. I, like, I mean, how can you... what, what did he do last night that was heart in the mouth? What did he do last night that worried you or thought he wasn't up to scratch? I can't think of anything. Another player who didn't worry me was, was Button. Yeah. Absolutely solid game. Yep. I know Saturday people were, you know, criticizing him, spilling a shot or spilling a couple of shots on Saturday. and But yesterday, Anything that came into the box, he claimed it with confidence, with ease. Um, I think he had a a pretty good game. His 
ability to realize when to just stop the game as well and just let the structure reset was really quite helpful as well with a team obviously in front of him who was you know much younger than he was it that was really good to see i think him, him just being able to understand when to slow the game down as well yeah he he definitely performed that role last night i also thought his uh, his handling was very good coming up and claiming crosses like when Cheltenham did have a little bit of pressure here and there a few crosses coming to the box he was solid he would go up and he would claim the ball and he would hold on to it um which took all the sting out of what they were doing yeah nothing nothing last night to to be worried about and plenty to to praise him for yeah and then the big question Dave here is we've got Stevenage at home on Saturday how many of this 11, which started last night, start on Saturday? 11. You start that exact same team. And you, the way they play and the way they respond, their confidence has now grown another level. They, they did well in the cup and they felt good from that. They came in last night, took that 15 minutes to settle, and then they looked good. You start them on exact same 11 on Saturday. You heard the man, Ruben Sellers, and we know you're listening. So, same team on Saturday, please. Thank you very much. And with that, I think we will uh, sign off this morning and uh, go and get ourselves ready for, for, that, for the day. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, do check out the preview on Thursday afternoon. Looking forward to that Stevenage game. And drop us a five-star rating on Spotify or iTunes. Be very much appreciated after what was a really pleasing 1-0 win for Reading yesterday against Cheltenham. Until later in the week, I hope you have a great week, and we will speak to you very soon. Cheers.